0: Jam is an innovative solution designed to identify odds that make you the winner. Every single time. They have the fastest real time data to spot discrepancies between different sports books and help users place risk free bets. I said it risk free bets. Profits average 3% every day, which adds up to big earnings. There's no catch. Just the smartest betting software on the market. Beat the book every time with Odds Jam.
1: Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey
2: everybody, Arch here, we are late, and you know what, but we're here, what's going on Sex Panther?
3: We're late, it's my fault, I'll own it, but uh, woke fault. up, yeah, woke up 57 degrees in the fucking house, pride of home ownership, <laughs> buy a house, they said, it'll be fun, they said, <laughs> but always make friends, have good friends, good loyal people around you, and a buddy of mine who knows heating and air and shit came over and fixed it, and uh, so I apologize for making us all four minutes late seven minutes
2: late there sexy maxi
1: i hey you know what i could have used the time i'll be honest i uh i need as much prep time as i can for this especially given that this is a tuesday and we're not talking any of the sports that i actually understand so i i know i know i mean you know i guess we are are we going to touch on last night's game a little bit absolutely we are holy shnikes that was that was interesting to say the least uh you know and I'll be real. My spread betting strategy this weekend went terribly, but I was on the under uh, on that game, <laughs> and guess what? It came in. So I, I came in three and three. I ate the juice. It's all right. You know what? I'm this is I'm sh- I'm starting to show signs of improvement.
2: There we go. There we go. Panther. Did you watch any of the game last night?
3: No, did not watch any of the game, did keep oh. up with the stats, kept up with the weather. I, I, you know, we, we talked about the game, obviously, in yesterday's show, but I don't know that we ever really mentioned how bad the weather was going to be. Um, you know, not exactly a Monday night scoring fest. Those kinds of shit games really aren't. Uh, you know, had I known that the weather was going to play such a factor, I probably would have jumped on the under from, um, as well because it was already a low total it was like 41 and a half or something so uh they didn't even sniff close to that um boring game wasn't it what what, what's the takeaway
2: here no i found it to be a highly entertaining game because it was so bizarre i mean just watching those punts go up into the air then die like right to the 50 and then go straight line vertical down was uh (laughs) was was pretty interesting
1: I totally agree. And you know what? Actually, on top of that, one of the uh, one of the most beautiful parts of this game was just the lack of passing on the Patriots side. The fact that they just lined up and said, we're simply going to run the ball. That's all we're going to do. And you, it, it seemed like from the outset of the game, it wasn't just going to be a uh, just a directional thing for the Patriots on which side of the field they were driving down and uh, the wind was affecting the most. It was going to be a we're just lining up and running it, especially with <laughs> Bill Belichick showing up and wearing the Navy face mask before the game.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, that was interesting. Panther, I was kind of thinking, you know, it's too bad teams don't practice like the wishbone or the triple option for, for a game like this with 50 mile per hour wins. Uh,
3: you know, it'd probably be something that Belichick would break out, except I think he had a couple of running backs that were still banged up. Uh, what, did I read that right? Did Mac Jones only make three pass attempts the whole game?
2: Three pass attempts mm-hmm. the whole game.
3: That is crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Like,
2: it was so bad they couldn't throw any screen passes or anything. Uh, just depends which direction you're going to. Oh, here's the thing. I, I, I have a feeling that a lot of running was already baked into the Patriots' philosophy. You know, the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills defense has been one of those defenses that says, "Go ahead, run the ball. That's fine. Run the ball. Just keep running it. You're gonna, you're gonna stall. And then when you have to pass, we're gonna take care of you." So I, I have a feeling that, yeah, the Patriots had already planned to be a kind of a run heavy team against that defense.
1: Well, and not to mention, they were doing a lot of uh, substitutions, having, you know, a sixth offensive lineman in there uh, for a lot of plays and against what was, uh, you know, for parts of the game a Buffalo nickel defense. I mean, that's, that's a mismatch right right out the gate right there. Big time mismatch from a physicality standpoint.
2: Absolutely. Man, that New England Patriots offensive line started off. Well, a lot of them were injured and they weren't gelling. Now it's legitimately one of the scarier groups in the in the whole NFL.
3: Yeah, and and this just leads to another thing about Buffalo, you know, struggling. They don't have, when they can't throw, they don't really have that go-to running back or that um, running game that they can lean on when they're not able to throw in these kind of conditions. So, you know, Singletary and Moss, they're nice, they're okay in normal conditions, but clearly in this type of situation, uh, they weren't enough to get it done. Does this mean running backs matter, Arch? No,
2: I just want to just say the offensive line is gelling. Maybe
3: it's, maybe it's the running game in general, not nec- r- rushing attack, not necessarily the names, right? Right,
2: right. The, the, the philosophy behind that is invest in the guys up front, and then you can put your undrafted you know, uh, free agent running back back there and have some success. And we
3: are finding with some of these teams, like the, the Cleveland Browns really stand out. When they lost Chubb and um kareem hunt they had this guy dearness johnson a practice squad come in and, and chuck for 150 yards so um you know a little support to your arguments the offensive line and we've seen that for years though the draft picks offensive line are like top five
2: year in and year out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's absolutely right it, it it all stems in that invest in up front and then everything also follow your your quarterback's protected
1: Give you more time Maxie. I mean, it makes – the philosophy makes a lot of sense. The problem is it feels like it is such an, a damn ugly pick to pick a lineman so early in a draft. And they are – to be frank, there are just as many cases of picking linemen early in a draft and having them just be complete and utter bust. And it it, it seems like there's – it's really difficult to find solid, uh, consistent offensive line talent. Who was, who was the last like, you know, hands down was going to be kick-ass? Was it Quentin Nelson? Was he – is he the like – the last like guy that came out of college pretty much ready for the nfl yeah i mean, you know, it, so. I mean it feels like that's part of the problem with uh, drafting linemen early is you can draft linemen early but that doesn't mean you're drafting good ones
2: well yeah it, it, it's all predicated on the ability well, to get the picks oh, right right well, and here, here's the thing that they fixed a long
3: time ago was the way, the way they do the draft now and how much you're allowed to pay the players. And they're, it's based on where they're drafted, but you can actually afford to screw up now or miss because you're not giving them these, yeah, you know, huge yeah. monster, Matt Stafford, you know, rookie contract deals. <laughs> uh, it's, it's that second contract. It's after the first four or five years that you can't afford to make a mistake. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice that we can kind of uh, see the writing on the wall within our own like teams and fan bases. So if you buy like a rookie jersey or something like that, you can kind of start thinking like, oh, four years down the line. Oh, are they going to do the, the fifth year extension? Nah, fuck. OK, I probably should sell this jersey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you know, this is funny. I wish kind of no offense, sexy. I kind of wish Max was here. I'd like to hear how pissed off he is because he likes to do, <laughs> he likes to do time of possession and points scored. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to hear what his thoughts would be with New England having the ball for 32 minutes and scoring 14 points. I just that's they really- better drop in the rankings. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> New England, wow. yeah, they right, won the game.
3: Often. Like- often Look, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, oh okay. All, all of his shit is offenses, offense points, this, that, defense don't matter, and all that. So New England's 32 minutes and 14 points,
2: but that got to dropped them <laughs> a couple spots, right? I would think so. I would think so. <laughs> so where is New England in the pantheon of everything? I mean, they're they're the best seed in the AFC right now. Are they the best team in the AFC? <sighs> I think they're the most consistent. I
3: think they're the most stable. They've shown an elite defense for the last month and a half. The offense is good enough, although I don't – I'm not scared of them. They're not explosive. I don't think they bring to the table the possibilities that a Kansas City Chiefs or even a Baltimore Ravens – like there's that explosive possibilities. But that said, uh, you know they're playing what I would consider boring football but winning football, and right now – I'd be hard-pressed to put anybody in front of them, at least in the AFC. Maxi?
1: Yeah, looking at the AFC, I mean, I can't find any teams that I would frankly trust outside of the Patriots. And, I mean, you have to go from coaching on down. It seems like they've really uh, <clears> – that the, the Patriots have really kept it together and have become – the damn juggernaut that they were like four years ago, where they're just, they win. They find ways to win. They will out game plan you. They will outplay you. They will show up better than you. And I mean, uh, just looking at other teams that, you know, I think could pose a threat. I mean, you know, Ravens on a good offensive day, Uh, but you know, everyone needs things to go their way. I mean, the Colts are a really a crazy looking team right now they, they, they seem like a nuts team right now, because frankly, it feels like they may be the only other team that is carrying any kind of momentum and is showing up. And I mean, they do know how to beat shit teams and they play a lot of shit teams. So <laughs> that, that kind of, that kind of helps, but they just, they do know how to beat on bad opponents and look good in doing so. The Colts are one of those teams. If they make the playoffs, I, yeah.
2: I don't know anybody would be lining up to play them. Cause it, it's a, it's oh, yeah. a
3: dangerous little team. Dangerous, and especially if Jonathan Taylor stays healthy. That guy is an absolute beast right now. But I think Sacksy nailed it because when you think of the other contenders, if you will, Kansas City's got huge offensive problems. Uh, Baltimore lost to Pittsburgh. We don't trust them. New England just beat Buffalo. Tennessee's all kinds of banged up. I mean, maybe the Chargers. But do we really trust them either? So. Um, it's it's just so tough in the AFC. I think right now
2: it probably is the Patriots and a scary Colts team if they can get in. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, just, I don't know, inexplicably just... T- Playing terribly. Uh, Baltimore's yeah. not scary anymore. Mahomes' is accuracy, Panther alluded to it. There's something between the ears, maybe going on there. Mahomes' accuracy is accuracy's down. Mac Jones, yeah. though, Mr. Accuracy here. I mean, I, I, they're not asking too much of him, and he's delivering on a highly efficient play. Yep. The only other team I'd
3: throw in there, too, maybe, is the Cincinnati Bengals. So we, we don't trust them. But they're a dangerous team. Like they can put up points when they show up. I just think getting to the playoffs and asking a team like that
1: to win three in a row, I, I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I couldn't see that with the Bengals. I mean, they—you have to imagine that a team like the Bengals would be severely outcoached by almost any opponent that they would face. <laughs> it's,
2: right. That's hard to argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anything else in the NFL you wanted to touch on? We can, you know, kind of slide on over to our nba fix
1: point
3: i can't think of anything in the nfl when you talk about Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just being quiet over here about the nfl i don't want to there's there's a lot of things i don't want to talk about the nfl right now you don't want
2: to talk about
3: the nfl at all like vikings (laughs) game maybe we have to bring up his vikings are we firing zimmer i got firing
1: zimmer I, I was right. They didn't fire him right out the gate. They didn't fire him right out the gate. They're going to keep him for the rest of the season. And I, I mean, I wonder if, uh, you know, this is like a final war cry for this team to go out, to show up, to actually play. And maybe they go on a streak and they find some way to luck into the playoffs. It's probably going to be rooting for uh, the parody of the NFL to continue, <laughs> basically. But, uh, I mean, I, I think that if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, I think you had said this on Monday, Panther, then he's absolutely out.
3: Yeah, I'd have fired him already just because I... Here, here's <laughs> yeah, the we reason. know. <laughs> but here's the reason why. They can't... Go, like If they go on a five-game winning streak and make the playoffs, you've lost the ability to fire him. I don't but know he, about that. If they got to
1: go. bounce right out the gate in the playoffs week, or like the first uh, wildcard weekend, I don't know. I think... I think they, they would still have reason to get rid of the guy. But that being said, Panther, it's the same argument I had from Sunday. I, who are you going to bring in? I'll bring come in? up with a list. I'll come up with a list. Please. Okay. I would like for you to come up with a list so I can become excited. And then I can start also joining You know uh, this, uh, this train of Fire Mike Zimmer. Gonna but for it, now,
3: get addition by subtraction. They're just better without him.
2: Bring Clint Kubiak up from uh, OC to head coach. The Kubiac tree kind of thing.
1: I don't know. I've I haven't. I it's been a while since oh. I've seen success out of a Kubiak. So <laughs> maybe seventy year old Pete Carroll needs a change of scenery. Oh my god. Oh no! Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I listen. I, I you're bringing up uh, uh, playoff games and things like. It. I'm rem- I'm having flashbacks right now to, to 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 another like negative forty degree game that happened.
3: Oh man, just it's
0: brutal, brutal.
2: Yeah, this is this is the life of a Vikings fan, y'all. <laughs> All right, let's head over to the NBA.
0: Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, D.J.'s Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane.
2: I wasn't going to make anybody do a mid-read or an ad read. We've had a little blank space there, so I was just going to slide in what we're contractually obligated to do and move on. There you go. Thank God. All right. NBA, Sex Panther, what do you got? I got
3: two games. We'll start off with Brooklyn at Dallas. Dallas has lost four of their last five. I'm seeing Porzingis and Luca pop up on the injury report, possibly questionable. I think they'll play, but uh, their recency and Brooklyn's recency just says that it's it's really hard to trust the Mavericks right now. Brooklyn seems like they're putting it together, getting the rotation settled in, and uh, you know the one guy that nobody really talks about is Lamarcus Aldridge. He's really settled into that five hole for them, kind of. Uh, bumping Blake to the second unit and it's working out. I think the nets can go down to Dallas and cover the field goal. So I'll put 10 bucks on the bets.
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually uh, on a couple of games, even though I'm terrible at betting these sports, so maybe you want to not follow me. But I decided to pull in some of the Max's money line strategy here. Oh. So um, when I was looking at this, I saw that uh, Porzingis and Doncic both probable and questionable, respectively. And on paper, the Nets are the better team. So because I don't watch the NBA often enough to understand what happens on the hardwood, I'll go with what I see on paper and take the Nets just to win just Uh, to win just because they're the better team right
2: minus 145 that's you're not paying a a high Hmm. amount it's not too bad Hmm. this is not a game i'm on i'm leaning brooklyn here with this one but couldn't quite get to a side sex panther couldn't make it work All right. Well, maybe you'll make this one work. Um,
3: I'm going to take a look at the Knicks, at the Spurs. You know, the the Spurs have really only become this one headed monster. DeJounte Murray, nobody's talking about him, but the dude's putting up MVP numbers nearly a triple double for an average for the season. uh, But he doesn't turn the ball over as much as like a Harden or Westbrook. Guy is just absolutely having a great season, but he's not getting any help. Over on the Knicks side, you got Julius Randle still, you know, doing his thing. They bumped Kemba Walker pretty much out of the rotation. And that's actually, believe it or not, made them a better team. Alec Burks is playing well. Derek Rose, his minutes have skyrocketed because of the Kemba Walker situation. Uh, So I like the
1: Knicks here to lay the field goal, put 10 bucks on the Knickerbockers. All right, this is the one NBA game that I am not touching uh, because obviously I'm bad at it. Uh, My gut told me to take San Antonio at home with the points, but I'm going to say I'm smart enough to stay the hell away from this one. So lean San Antonio.
2: Yeah. You know what? San Antonio at home catching three plus one twenty five money line. I like that play. I'm going to put ten bucks on the Spurs to win outright.
3: just fading Panther all around. That that means (laughs) Saxe is on the last game. So I'll let Saxy take it.
1: Oh, uh, yes, I am. This is a classic matchup here between uh, Celtics and the Lakers. Now, I don't think Mad Max would bet on this game. So I will. Uh, the Lakers lost their last game to the Celtics earlier this season, uh, which may have been a result of LeBron clearly uh, elbowing somebody in the face. Uh, I, I forget. But regardless, I think the Lakers win this game. I don't think Mad Max would have touched this. I don't like it. But at minus 145, I think I take the Lakers money line. Well, there you go.
3: Uh yeah, Max isn't touching this one, and I'm not touching this one. There is a mutual uh, disrespect, I guess, for the Lakers. We hate this team, hate their so-called general, and um yeah, I I don't I don't trust Boston either. So I'll lean the Celtics, um just out of my pure hatred for
2: all things LA. But uh, yeah, I couldn't bet this game. I don't like either team. Let's see, sexy. I got you minus 133 on the Lakers. There we go. Yeah, but uh, I'm on the opposite. This is okay. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the opposite side because you're uh, smart. Boston's catching a plus line. Another plus one twenty-five play. I like it. I just have to go one on one. Um, it seems to me like people are way too willing to jump on the Lakers. I know Boston's inconsistent at best, but I don't trust the Lakers either. So I think Boston could s- surprise everybody. Get a win here. Ten bucks on the Celtics. Damn. That's all of them. That's all, that's all of them. We did it. We did it. All right. It's against a, all odds. It's a big hockey day. Sex Panther. How many plays do you have? I actually only have three plays. It was a big hockey day,
3: but I didn't like a lot of the lines. We'll start off with the Rangers at the Blackhawks. I feel like I'm jumping into a trap here because I I haven't liked Chicago all season long. Rangers have been playing pretty well the last several weeks. Uh, So the minus 125 felt a little giftish. But, you know, I'm getting better at avoiding these traps. I just can't avoid all of them. We're dick first into this one. Ten bucks on the Rangers.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think that if anything, I mean, I know Chicago had a, d- a brutal first half, a uh, bit to their season here. Um, I, I, I guess I would lean at home with the plus money, Chicago. But I, I'm so bad at hockey, <laughs> so and I, and I don't know luck factor and all this other fun stuff like Mad Max. I don't get to bring those kinds of stats to the table here. So uh, lean Chicago the plus money, but I, I don't know shit about this,
2: <laughs> man. Uh, panther i agree with you I, the, the rangers should come in and roll does make me question why it's only minus 120 you're right it should be quite a bit higher um i think the rangers win almost seven out of ten ten times so uh yeah looks like to me the rangers are the play the suspiciously nice money line here
3: all right let's try this one anaheim at buffalo I know you guys don't pay attention to stats and don't look at this stuff, or at least Saxey doesn't, but Buffalo's given up 20 goals in the last three games, like seven, seven, and six. In hockey, that's not a winning combination. There's Anaheim, you know, his Mighty Ducks team is actually playing really well, really competitive. I end you know, at a playoff spot, even though they play in that brutal Western side. But I, I just can't believe Buffalo's defense and goaltending is this bad. Uh, so maybe it's, I feel like it might be another trap uh, or gift, if you will. But Anaheim minus 120, I'm all over it. 10 bucks on the Ducks.
1: Damn. Well, OK, so uh, one of the things that I do when gambling, this is probably something that me as a simpleton does uh, as a gambler. But Chase. I no, I, well, I, I do that. too. I do a lot. <laughs> I, I do a lot of stuff. But I remember teams that have spurned me and teams that I can't bet on teams that I consistently lose whenever I'm betting on or against them. Whenever they're involved in a game, I there's there's certain teams where I just know. I'm going to lose when I when I put any money on this game. I, I'm on a side that I like. I'm, fine. I'm not going to kick myself about being on something that I like, but I am going to kick myself looking back saying, why can't I ever win a goddamn game that I bet on the Ducks? I can't bet the Ducks are that team for me. I can't touch, touch a Ducks game. I was looking at this. I was thinking they, they seem like the right play looking at it on paper. I'm not going to touch it though, because I have the worst. If, like, I should, to give you this bet for free, Panther, I should just bet on Buffalo, but I'm not going to. I'm going to save my money for some other uh, much more ill advised plays. Oh, there we go. There we go. Man, this is another
2: one. Panther, death by minus 120s today. Uh, Why is it only minus 120 is my question. Uh, Anaheim, just like New York, almost 70% win rate here against their opponent. So. Yeah, take the suspiciously low money line here again. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a canine, man. I can just sniff out. <laughs> You're the, like those the pigs that lawn, get truffles. Yeah.
3: You know, just
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: I swear. One more game for me. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna avoid the trap on this one. Carolina at Winnipeg. You know, I'm looking at the Carolina actually has not been playing that well uh, over the last week. Going against a Jets team, who's I. I'm not excited about this team. But here's what I'm looking at. Both these teams have been putting up huge numbers, huge goals, scoring a lot, putting pressure on defenses. I'm not going to pick a winner, but I am going to pick a total. I love the over five and a half. So 10 bucks on the over.
1: God, that seems kind of suspicious that that's not higher. Oh, but I, you know what? I, I'm all right with it. I I will lean the over with you, Panther. But five and a halfs are numbers that I just hate to see in hockey. Like I, I like a six and a half a lot better to be honest.
2: <laughs> what's a, what's a, what about five and a half? What is this? What is this? What's the uh,
1: thought to, process? To me, I feel like to me it seems like uh, Vegas is sensing that this is a uh, a, a one to four game. They're <laughs> sensing one of they're, they're they're telegraphing one to four, one to three. Does something you. something along the lines of that? And you're picking up the vibes yeah and I and I just and uh whenever I see a five and a half that number to me feels just so freaking ugly and I, I mean maybe and that's like probably me again just carrying superstition uh day by day with me and uh you know just having uh insane fears when I look uh in 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 the mirror and see behind me the fucking mighty ducks you know that kind of a thing it's it's the same thing oh. I, five and a half is just one of those numbers
2: so you say it like three times and then Emilio Estevez shows up behind you <laughs>
1: Exactly.
2: It's oh, gotcha. and it's terrifying. Gotcha. Yeah, it's right there. It's right at that five and a half. Like five point six seven is what I had the, the game at. So I, I think the over might hit. Uh Winnipeg should win. Although this is this is close. I would be I ah, damn. Actually, this is a game I would tap out of. Carolina only getting only getting plus one hundred. I would not pick a side in this game.
3: Mm. That's what I avoided yeah. was the side. So those are uh, those are my three hockey plays. Saxy, you bring anything to the table?
1: Actually, yes. I, I, and I have a bunch of stuff that uh, you guys probably should do the opposite of. So first off, uh, we're going to touch on uh, a team from my state of birth. The Minnesota Wild uh, are in Edmonton against the Oilers. And Minnesota teams, yes, they have been letting me down really hard the last few days. Uh, so <laughs> frankly, it doesn't matter what side of this I bet on. This is going to be like the Anaheim game. The Minnesota team will let me down regardless. Uh, they will win when they shouldn't. They will lose when they shouldn't. It's it's going to be it's going to be that. So uh, regardless, with that in mind, I'm taking the Oilers. Uh, what are they at right now? They were Minus at one twenty ish. Yeah, let's take it. Um, here's why not to bet the Oilers. Minnesota's won their last six games. Minnesota is fifteen and three straight up on the road against Edmonton. In their last eighteen, and Minnesota is three and zero against Edmonton in their last three games. Those are the reasons why to bet on Minnesota uh, with what is probably like even money plus money, something like that at this point. I I am taking the Oilers though because. That is the side that will let me down. <laughs> or at least I'll feel I won't kick myself knowing that my Minnesota team let me down. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I gave this game a look. Minnesota is one of those, those um, weird teams that historically, the last couple of years, they haven't been great on the road and edmonton we talk about the oilers almost every single day when when they're playing this is a team that just puts so much pressure on a defense and a goaltender they just they just fire shots they score a lot of goals and uh this would be another one where i'd maybe look at the over i just couldn't come to a side maybe i'd lean minnesota uh, with the plus line
2: but um yeah i don't like this game what is the total in this one
1: six and a half yeah it's going over going over six and a half oh, i think so
2: i think it's going to be closer to seven eight so uh, as far as the game it's another minus 120 line so it's another favorite that stinks to high heavens i i, I think you, with the plus 115 i think you really got to give minnesota a good hard look
1: i mean this is why i told you i yeah. I, I know that i'm going to be on the wrong side no matter what at this game okay i know i knew that i knew that going into it. now <laughs> i got i got one more game here that i'm looking at the predators at the red wings um and i cannot stress how little i know about this sport but uh i am looking at the last five games for these teams and detroit's on a five game winning streak. well nashville is basically a checkerboard of wins and losses uh detroit has won me a little bit of money earlier in the nhl season uh so i'm going to carry that positive superstition into this and throw my money away by betting on the red wings at what was even money last night but plus 105 looks like we might be able to get all righty uh yeah i'm taking it
3: Yeah, I looked at this game. as If it was in Nashville, I'd jump on Nashville. But the Predators aren't really that great of an away team. And you're right. Detroit's been playing well. This is a team that I know Max has been on uh, since last year. You know, young, energetic team. They're playing. They're just out there having fun. I think this is a winnable game for the Red Wings, but it's just too much of a coin flip. I couldn't get to a side. I'll lean the Red Wings just because of that plus line. Man,
2: I like the Red Wings play an awful lot awful lot i can't i can't conjure why they're the
1: underdog in this so yeah plus 105 do it oh jesus arch i'm sorry i shouldn't have tried to convince you to jump on the side with me <laughs> you can't convince me of anything i'm the immovable <laughs> object i i i great because uh there's certain parts of me that are an unstoppable force where is it made me gassy. here we go Uh, Panther I wanted to ask you minus 205 that's all you're paying
2: for the Tampa Bay Lightning to beat the Canadians they're gonna do it right (laughs) why isn't it minus 310 (laughs) yeah yeah
3: that's like I'm. I this is the kind of game where Tampa just you know goaltender takes a night off. You know they'd be they run out there with their second line. Like minus two hundred just smell because the Canadians are not good. They're they're not good at all. So I think Tampa Bay wins. But I, man, I did I did not want to lay two to one on that game. Mm. Taxi.
1: Yeah, I was looking at that game last night. It looks like it opened at uh, minus 170 and it's flown since then. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I was thinking of betting it back then. I'm not thinking about touching it at all right now. Mm, at minus 205.
2: I'm still showing a lot of, a lot of value on that. Alright, so look at that. 28 minutes, give or take. Not, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, what did we talk about today? We talked about football. Mostly football. A little bit of basketball. We talked about hockey and Saxie Maxie's uh, passion for betting the NBA and NHL. Saxie,
1: Maxi, that is it. Jesus. Well, homies, thank you guys for having me out on the show. I always enjoy it. Please, everyone, come on out. check it, uh, Say hi to us on Twitter at BettingAbsolute. I am at Saxy Maxi. We got at Arch Stanton at Sex Panther D Gen. I think I got those right. Did I? No. Did I? That's cool.
2: <laughs> Leave me alone. And, I, I'm fine. Leave me alone. That's cool.
1: Okay, you got it. You got it. Well, uh, regardless, Panther, please take us home.
3: Yeah, I, I made the uh, mistake of tagging off at Arch Stanton. It's not Arch. So, this guy out there is trying to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, we'll get out of here with a Panther parlay real quick, though. Uh, I like those Brooklyn Nets. I like the New York Knickerbockers. And I like those New York Rangers. Although I don't like the fact that I just took three road favorites. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, put those three together. That'll be your Panther Parlay. Then we're hanging out on Facebook. Like Maxie said, we're on Twitter. Call us out by name. We'll holler back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today, what it's all said, Doug, kids. it's all
0: make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to
1: offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations.